turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you to know, you're overcome. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and I'm so glad that you are here with us today. If this is the first time you are joining us, a very, very special welcome to you. And if you're back with us again this week, welcome to you, too. And thank you all so much for listening. This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing. It can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. You know, we're not here to coach you to get a divorce, and we're not here to give you legal advice, but we are here to walk the path with you wherever that may lead. And we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst and give you hope. Friends, it's Easter weekend. And first, before we get going into the show today, I want to remind you that this is a time of the year that we can choose to focus on the renewal aspects of the season. This is a holy season. And in that season, we can be reborn, renewed, and rebuilt. We can especially be reborn in our faith. And friends, 20 years ago, this month, I gave my life to Christ. And I truly, just absolutely, truly don't know where I would be without having done so. It's hands down the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. I was reborn then, and my life has been remade one step at a time, even through divorce, bankruptcy as a result of divorce, death, debacle, illness, job loss, heartbreak, shall I go on? And now the pandemic. I continue to be reborn, renewed, and rebuilt as I draw closer every day to Christ. So if you've thought about giving your life to Christ, I encourage you to give me a call, whether divorcing or divorced or not. I want to talk to you about the last 20 years of my life, if you want to talk to me about it, because I don't think you'll regret the conversation. Bottom line is I'm here for you. So call me 281-944-8043. So this show isn't necessarily about giving your life to Christ, but it is about rebuilding, renewing, and maybe even being reborn. 
throughout the divorce process if divorce is what you are going through. Ultimately, that's what divorce coaching is all about. It's rebuilding along the way, coming to each and every decision about divorce from your renewed and best self. And today we will talk about the decisions you make along that process, that path along the way. So I'm so pleased that we are joined by Sid Sharples on the show today. Sid came to us by referral from uh, uh, my friend, Julie Quaid. Julie is a family law attorney with Quaid Farish in Dallas, Texas. And I met Julie when I trained in collaborative divorce in 2018. And I promise you, she will be on the show soon. So Julie, if you were listening, hint, hint, you better be hearing me. I'm going to get you on the show. Sid is a psychotherapist and also works in collaborative divorce facilitation. And she is calling us today from Austin. Sid, welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here and that the phone we, you know, we've got our social distancing going on here, obviously, between Austin and Houston. (laughs) Indeed. We're getting better and better at it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have to. Uh, Sid was the first mental health professional in Austin to work in the collaborative divorce process. She was also the president of Collaborative Divorce Texas. And so if you haven't heard us talk about collaborative divorce on the show before. You're going to hear more about that today. But first, just a quick snippet. Collaborative divorce is a constructive alternative to other options for the dissolution of a marriage. Today, we will also talk to Sid about her work in psychotherapy in in general. And we'll also talk to her about how um, what her work is with with those going through divorce. And we'll talk about how we can also renew our minds and rebuild our lives as we go through the process. And and again, we'll talk about collaborative divorce. So, Sid, again, so glad that you're here with us. And I, again, thank Julie Quaid for connecting us. And first, I just want to know a little bit more about your practice there in Austin. Well, sure. Thank you so much, Christy, for having me on your show. And um, just a little about me, I have a private practice here in Austin, and a piece of it is doing psychotherapy with individuals, adult individuals. And uh, I also spend a day a week volunteering at a local agency that provides therapy on a sliding scale basis. And then I also have, and this is really the bulk of my practice, this piece that in which I do collaborative divorce process facilitation. Mm. So in general, um, private practice, and I heard you say adults, yes. <laughs> so you work with adults, and then volunteering. Um, uh, and so that sounds like everyone that you're working with, like any age range there or still adults? No, that's adults as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the and a key word I heard there was collaborative divorce facilitation. So all very very interesting. So in your private practice, I mean obviously I can imagine you know anyone looking for um, help in a, a crisis or a trial or something in life might come to you. Uh, but um, one of those crises might be divorce. I would guess. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy working with people in transition, and divorce is certainly a transition in somebody's life. In fact, that's what got me doing what I'm doing now. I was divorced and discovered therapy through that process and then became a therapist. So, <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I, I, um, I often have this conversation 
with people, I've talked about it on the show. I often say I would not be a divorce coach if I hadn't gotten divorced. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, we're talking about renewal and rebuilding, and the thing my mind goes to there is, you know, divorce is tough. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's a challenge. Yeah. It's a change. It's a transition. It's a trial. Whatever word you want to describe it. Uh, but sometimes some people may look at it, it's the kind of the end of the world, and I'm sitting here as a result of it, having rebuilt from it. Obviously, you just shared that as well, Sid. And yeah. interestingly enough, my guest that I had on the last two shows, uh, who was with us, Scott Peacock, he did the same thing. So yeah. <laughs> it's not uncommon. <laughs> so I'm thinking there's something to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that. Well, I think it certainly gives us a unique perspective in working with our clients. And um, I divorced when my daughter was very, very young. And so that informs a lot of the, uh, the conversations I have with divorcing parents with children and how to help them approach how are we going to spend time with the children in the future and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think when we bring that perspective to our practice, as long as we don't make it about us, it's, it's got to be about the client, but using our perspective and experience judiciously to help inform them. You know, I love that word, perspective. And yeah. um, to help inform them. And I, and I heard that loudly because it's it's not coming back. As you said, it's just not us going, well, this is what happened to me. And so it's going to happen to you. Everything's completely different um, for everyone exactly. because it is their perspective. It is their their situation. Um, but we've been there. So we, we can kind of go, I mean, if you've not experienced something like that, it's hard to really uh, even even understand it. You can try, right? Right, right. But you can try. So I'm wondering there in that perspective and thinking about working with people who are divorcing, um, speaking to the rebuilding, uh, I think that steps into kind of a mindset in a way. I'm wondering about that. We're talking about renewal and rebuilding. And I mentioned earlier that sometimes people think it's the end of the world. How is it that mm-hmm. you can, it, it, do you find that? Do you find that we can begin to shift our perspective and view this as something that will we can, as I like to say, grow through? I do. Um, I do think that there's this big emotional piece that needs to be addressed before you can really get to the business um, of rebuilding and reforming and reshaping your identity. Because that's what divorce frequently entails, and um, it's a real opportunity. I don't think people going through a divorce want to hear that, but it's, no. it's true that there is an opportunity there. And uh, But I do think it's really important to start with the emotional aspect of it, because you're asking someone to make huge decisions in their lives at a time when they're likely, <clears throat> excuse me, hurt or very angry or in such pain, feeling betrayed. And until some of the rough edges of those emotions are are sort of smoothed over, it's going to be hard to have a constructive conversation about how do we go about the business of making this happen. You said so much in there. And, and what I heard, the tail end was the business about making this happen. And what a lot of people... Um, 
I think for, you know, whether it's misinformation, TV, media, what they've seen people go through. Uh, divorce, in fact, is, if you look at it so-called technically, it's the dissolution of a marriage and it's the financial separation and it's the, the, the children um, protective you know, situation. Right. Um, and so, but what we, we, there's so much emotion in that. And so, as you said, to make those decisions and in divorce coaching, we talk about it's the business of divorce and people just like opportunity. They're like, what you're making this a business? No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> it sounds really cold. <laughs> it does sound really cold, but that's where, you know, in coaching, we have to help people make better decisions. But oftentimes it's that emotional thing that ties us up and keeps us to where we can't even get to that. And so what I'm hearing there is we've got to start with that emotional place, address that, accept it, kind of get that that clarity um, through yeah. that. And you work with people to do that. And then they can begin to see where the opportunity is and make better decisions when their mind's a little bit clearer. Correct. Yeah. Although a lot of the times we don't have that luxury, you know, the the emotional and the the logical business process are happening at the same time. Yeah. And you know, when when we come back into the second segment, I want to unpack that a little bit because there's some things that I'm hearing out there right now and I know people are struggling. So when we come back, uh, we'll continue talking about that, unpacking that. You guys stay tuned. Uh, We're talking to Sid, psychotherapist from Austin. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. Real Estate Radio is super fun. You probably have heard the Real Estate Rat Pack, Rob Cook and Chris Kelso. If you haven't, check out the Real Estate Rat Pack. They are on every Saturday at 9 a.m. on 100.7 FM. That's right. Rob Cook and Chris Kelso doing tremendous work. They are the Real Estate Rat Pack. You can find them at realestateratpack.com. That's realestateratpack.com and Every Saturday at 9 a.m. on 100.7 FM, the Rat Pack has got your back. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. 
There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. And we are back. We're talking to Sid Sharples from Austin. And if you've listened to this show for some time, you know I, li- I like that. Hook em horns. <laughs> and Sid, in fact, you went to UT, did, did you? I did. Yeah. I got my master's in social work there. Yes, good. Hook em horns. I, I, I bleed orange. <laughs> so there are a lot of people around here that do. <laughs> I, yes, yes, yes. I come by it honestly. I, I I share with people, and they their eyes get big when I say this. My mother went to UT. My brother went to UT. I went to UT. My dad went to OU. Oh, oh! See, that's what their that eyes. Made for some interesting family dinners. <laughs> yes, especially on the Red River. Red River. Say that fast three times. Uh, rivalry. No, we were. It was all in fun, and um, we just we just had fun on those days. So, yeah. well, good. I'm so glad that you are here, and we've been talking about um, obviously divorce. This is the divorce coaching hour, and we were talking about your work as a psychotherapist and working with uh, people going through trials. And one of those being obviously divorce and that when they come in, they're in an emotional place. But oftentimes um, and they come in, but they're needing to get to what we kind of refer to. And it can sound cold as we talked about the business of divorce, making those decisions. And we would love for them to be let's deal with the emotions. Then let's get our head clear so that we can then make better decisions along the way around the financial separation of the uh, the marital estate, et cetera, and what to do and how to handle the children. But oftentimes it all happens at once. And you're like, okay, I've got to make this decision, but I'm having this emotional feeling, you know, this is going on right now. How do you work yeah, with people? It's how the can... last thing you want to do when you're in that place is make those decisions, <laughs> I find. Yes. And so... Yeah. What could, thinking about our listeners, and our listeners out there are those that either are considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, but also, you know, friends and family, they're affected too. Uh, So, but if you're thinking about that person who has maybe just received divorce papers um, and they're, okay, what do I do next? I'm in this emotional upheaval. How do I even begin to, to unpack it all? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, when that happens, I think there are two people you need to call. And um, one is a lawyer, because you're going to need a lawyer. Uh And the other is a therapist. And obviously, I have a bit of a bias there, because I have um, a lot of belief in the the healing power of therapy. But uh, you really need to begin to line up your support system. And a therapist can be a key component of that. In fact, really the linchpin, in my opinion. You know, I absolutely agree. I can recall when um, I was going through divorce the first week of separation, uh, I literally was in my counselor's office every morning at 8 a.m. Yeah. 
Yeah. Literally every single day, my my rear was sitting on her couch uh, because I I I couldn't function. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good for you, Christy, for taking care of yourself in that moment because sometimes it's hard to have the wherewithal to to make that kind of thing happen. It is, and you know, on the show we talk about people. Oftentimes, will go to they don't won't know what to do. They won't think they have any options. They may go to a pastor. Oftentimes, people do that. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But they also, we talk about this often, they also may go to friends and family. And I don't, yeah. I'm wondering that you t- you mentioned, a, um, you know, line up their support, that team. I don't, and we've talked about this often on the show, that friends and family, probably not the best place to go. It, it's a mix. Um, friends and family, you know, love you deeply, presumably. And they really want you to be, happy and in a good place. And so they want to help during these times. Um, There are a couple things I think that can be problematic with relying heavily on them. Uh, First of all, they can get exhausted. And that can be really disappointing to go through what may be a second rejection, Um, a friend or a family member saying, "Mm, I just, I can't, I can't take your call today. I'm, it's too much or whatever. That can be devastating to someone going through a divorce. And second of all, and maybe this is more important, certainly more important to the business end of divorce, they don't have all the information and they are so well-intentioned and so well-meaning and they want to give you good advice on how to go about your decision-making process. But because they don't have all that information and because they have a real bias, they love and care about you, their advice is probably not going to be the most useful to you. Yeah, I um, wholeheartedly believe that and and um, absolutely spot on. You said something there. They don't have all the information. They can't. They're not no, sure. they can't. <laughs> They're they not can't. Right? <laughs> Yet we're, we're asking them to sometimes. And so going back yeah. to that team of support, what I'm, you know, what I'm hearing there is that support system is so important because you can begin to get the information you need. And I'm just thinking that when you begin to get some of that information you need, i.e. going to an attorney and knowing the, the options and what the process may be, some of that emotional, um, uh, I'm just going to go with the word cloudiness, might lift. Is it, Would that be the case? I think it can be very helpful when you're sitting across a desk or whatever from someone who's coming at the issue very pragmatically, very practically, very businesslike. And right. it does help shift your perspective in that moment. It doesn't mean that you're not going to walk out of the office and burst into tears, but it does mean that in that moment, your chances of being able to focus on the matter at hand, I think, increase. Yeah, you know, we're talking about kind of that renewal and rebuilding on the show today. And I'm just wondering from a psychotherapy standpoint, um, a lot of people think, I, I, I'm just assuming here, but having gone through the process myself, too, is that, you know, these emotions are something that's like kind of happening to me. But there's actually a, there there's a... Um, kind of a biological aspect of what's happening when when we get those facts that can help clear up because there isn't there something going on with the mind as well like literally that can help us see things a little bit more clearly I yeah I'm, let me let me try and understand a little bit better what you're saying Christy 
Yeah. Can you say that again? Yeah. So there, uh, I think often what I talk about too is, you know, we kind of feel like um, the emotions are happening to us, right? They're right. they're happening to us. There's nothing we can do about them. Right. But right. we can begin to change our thinking a little bit. Uh, change that perspective with someone like yourself or myself helping them kind of see the different perspective. But I think a lot of people think it's this kind of nebulous, vague thing when in fact there's some, the chemistry kind of going on as well that can cloud your thinking. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you are, you are frequently when you're faced with the uh, inevitability of divorce, you are sent to that fight or fight play, fight Mm. or flight place. And, you know, we, we can fight, we can flee, or we can freeze. And um, that is a very biological process that's going on, neurobiological process that's going on. And uh, there are ways to help manage that. And having a professional uh, help guide you through that can be really, really effective. I'm always looking for ways to help the audience manage things like that. Obviously, we want them to get the right help. So, you know, go in to see you or a counselor or get to someone who is trained in this area. But is there anything that maybe someone who's out there listening right now who's, you know, in the middle of this emotional place that they could just do on their own right now that might help begin to shift their perspective as we're talking about? Absolutely. I mean, physical activity can be really helpful. Um, Yoga and meditation can be really helpful. And uh, writing can be helpful if that's something that someone enjoys. Just getting things down on paper and not to share with anybody, most likely, but um, just being able to write stuff out. All of those can be very helpful to help get you out of your your brain, whether it's in pure reptile state, which is that fight or flight place, or whether it's it's in just that hurt and angry and uh, whatever place. Yeah, and those are great things. Physical exercise has gotten me through all the death and debacle and everything like that. It's, you know, even right now through the coronavirus pandemic, um, running every day, we've, we've got a little bit... F- more flexible schedules right now. So there's always gifts and, and, you know, I talk about there's always gifts and, and crisis. And one of those things is having a little bit of a, a, a more fl- flexible schedule that I can get out and run. And so that yeah. physical exercise and, you know, the other thing, that's what I want people to hear is that physical exercise can kind of let some of that, that cloud lift, right? So you can make those mm-hmm. better decisions. And you mentioned earlier too, I want to go jump back to the kind of the second rejection, that exhaustion from our friends and family, because we're repeating the story to them all the time. And if I know anything, I know that when we repeat that story, it's like we're almost back there again. And we're almost putting ourselves back into the emotion. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And And frequently I'll say talk to someone, but when it does involve just a repetition and not just it's it's a powerful thing to be engaged in but a repetition of your narrative you're not you're stuck you're stuck in a place that isn't allowing you to to begin to change that narrative to shift it to get a different perspective on it so i'm almost wondering and i don't you know i i'm not looking for a formula but i know a lot of people are stuck And so I would almost challenge people right now, not almost, I would challenge. Okay, so you're stuck. You're in this emotional place. We've just heard from Sid Sharples in Austin 
about three things you could do right now to begin to shift that kind of yourself from that flight, fight or freeze place, shift that perspective, go get some physical activity, meditate, yoga. Um, I love hot yoga because you can, you know, kind of sweat it out. Right. And, and writing and journaling. And then you can begin to see, um, have a little bit more clarity and begin to make those better decisions as we're talking about the business of divorce. We're all talking about renewing the mind and there are steps you can take that can help you get there. I, I hope you're hearing that everyone, that these are things that you can do. Um, we're talking to Sid Sharples from Austin, Texas, uh, a psychotherapist there. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about the rebuilding, but we're going to address um, the this situation within COVID-19, the coronavirus, and how we can um, work through even more emotion that's going on with that. So you guys stay tuned. But first, stay tuned with us for this two-minute tip. Here's today's two-minute tip, but I'm sure it's going to be a little longer than two minutes because that seems how I roll lately on them. I'm very excited about this tip because I have a special announcement for you. We are kicking off an extra special series of shows starting this weekend and running through the next seven weeks. What's it all about? Well, you might guess it's about divorce, but it's also about divorce in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. So I've been listening in to um, posts on social media kind of in general, but also in specific groups that I'm in. And these posts are related to separation and divorce. But And I'm hearing that there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of worry. And there are a lot of questions, understandably so. These posts have weighed heavy on my heart. And I've tried to respond to many of the posts with helpful information and uplifting thoughts, but I just can't get to them all. So not being able to help those hurting has made me think about what what can I do? And so I've come up with this. Starting next Saturday, April 18th, and for the next seven weeks, I invite you to tune in every Saturday to hear my guests and I talk about the divorce process in general, moving from considering divorce throughout the actual process of divorce to rebuilding after divorce. But we won't just talk about that. Each show will include a segment about how to move through divorce during the COVID-19 pandemic as well, or any other crisis that you may experience while divorcing. If you can't listen live each Saturday here on 100.7 FM KKHD from 1 to 2, uh, I invite you to go to your podcast app, search the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton and add the show to your library and listen that way. And while you're at it, we'd love for you to share it with those whom you think would benefit and also rate and review it. You can also go to KKHT.com and under the Programs tab, Find podcasts, click on the link for the Divorce Coaching Hour and listen there. Also engage with us on Facebook and Instagram. I will be sharing the podcasts of the shows there, insights I gained from the interviews with my guests, helpful information and thoughts and ideas that will hopefully inspire you. So make sure you go to the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton on Facebook, or you can find me at Coach Christy Stratton on Instagram. That's a lot of info. So if you want to connect further and you need this information again, go to my website at thedivorcecoachinghour.com and click the contact tab and connect there or call me at 281-944-8043. That's 281-944-8043. Friends, all of us at the Divorce Coaching Hour are here to support you through divorce and the trials of this coronavirus pandemic. We hope this show does just that and we hope this series will too. 
And we're back with Sid Sharples from Austin, Texas, and she is a psychotherapist there in Austin. She works uh, in general in her practice, and she also works in the collaborative divorce uh, arena of uh, family law and helps facilitate there. And we're going to talk about that. But in the second segment, we were talking about this, the emotional kind of, if you will, upheaval that divorce brings and then ways as we're thinking about in the show, renewing, rebuilding our mind um, or, or, and ourselves even, even as we go through this process. And in this process, the separation of the financial aspect of the marital estate and the children, there's some very hefty, important, critical decisions that have to be made when we are in the midst of emotion that is can be quite difficult. So we talked about kind of a way to shift our perspective to begin to do that to kind of get ourselves unstuck with exercise, journaling, yoga, something like that. And then we can have the the ability, um, the space maybe even to make some decisions. But now we've got something else <laughs> that's in the middle and it's affecting the entire world, the coronavirus pandemic. And as I mentioned in the two minute tip, I'm hearing a lot about um, the the added anxiety, the added worry, frustration, and so forth um, for us all. But now let's think about those in the midst of divorce. I'm hearing, um, I mean, this is just an added stressor to already a stressful situation. A lot of it, Sid, I'm hearing around uh, children and what to do with the children now that they're home all the time. Yeah. You've got yeah. orders to kids to go back and forth, but who's going to take care? And is that is that spouse going to take care of the children in the right way? Are they going to follow protocols? What is a person to do? That is such a good question. And we are learning as we progress, as we all are, right. through this pandemic situation. And um, it was interesting. I had my first virtual meeting with some collaborative divorce clients the other week, and they it was the first time I'd spoken to them since everything had gotten locked down. And they were just beginning to think about what does school look like, what does our schedule look like. Um, they're fairly early in the process, so they're there hadn't been a lot of patterns established. And the order of business for that conversation was to be, let's talk about what your decree is going to say in terms of how you um, spend time with the children. But we shifted very quickly to, okay, what's our temporary schedule while we're in the midst of this homeschooling, stay-at-home situation? And that's what we talked about, and they came up with some brilliant ideas, and it was a very different conversation than I would have had with them if we were talking about what their schedule looks like on a day-in, day-out basis under more normal circumstances. Yeah, there are a lot of different conversations going on right now, yeah. for sure, right? Um, a lot <laughs> of people say this is the new normal. I don't know that I like that so much. What I like is um, what I heard you say, temporary. and yes. And so... Kind of, again, going back to that shifting of the mindset, looking at what the reality of the situation is here. And and, and this is, I'll, I'll, we'll just kind of parking lot that for a little bit, the, the collaborative divorce process. That's where the collaborative divorce process can help people um, come together and more um, uh, in a uh, less adversarial um, uh, process, I guess, or way or manner, so to speak. 
uh, yes. can make these decisions together. What I want to go back to, though, before we go to collaborative divorce is I heard you use the word patterns and they yeah. hadn't already gotten into kind of the patterns. And that's a real thing. You, you get into these patterns uh, as you're divorcing of how to manage things as this process that can happen anywhere from, you know, I'm going to say three months, six months, nine months, a year, 18 months, however long it takes. Right. Um, right. And now, okay, so we had this pattern going on, and this is just coming to me as we're talking about it, because I think that's the key. It was this way. I want it to stay this way, but now there's this pandemic and it can't be that way. Right. Yeah. So how do you help people kind of, you know, rethink those patterns where it's the benefit? We're always working as a divorce coach for the betterment of everyone involved, children, everyone. Yeah, yeah. How do you help them kind of unlock those patterns so they can see it in a different way? Well, starting with what's important to them is mm. probably the most important place for me to, to converse with them and understanding what's important to them as a mother or a father, what's important to the children as far as they know and understand. And once we see where they're each coming from, and they can each understand, maybe not agree with, but understand where the other person is coming from, then we can come up with ideas and begin to shed some of the patterns from before that in the current circumstances just don't serve them as well. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I hear in that same thing, understand where they're coming from. That's that's a little bit different than... Um, uh, what we might think is, and, and and what I'm hearing inside of that is again a little bit of perspective shift. Yes, and yes. you're helping them kind of see, and and I think you said, okay, so what's important to them and the children? Mm-hmm. Understand where the other party's coming from. Why is that mm-hmm. so important as we're trying to unpack these patterns? Well, you know, you have to come up with a a new way of doing things that suits everybody enough. If if you're coming in just with your perspective and you're unwilling to understand any other perspectives, it's going to be a tough conversation and and it's going to be one where there's potential for one person being absolutely thrilled with the outcome and the other person being extremely disappointed and angry. And if that happens, that's going to affect the future relationship. Mm. And uh, so that really can be, that can be problematic. And having a solution to whatever it is you're addressing that meets enough of each person's needs is going to ensure a, a way to proceed in the future in which you're able to engage with the other person in a much more constructive way. So right there, so important, the future. And I think we sometimes lose sight of that. <laughs> that <Yeah. we're, laughs> the decisions we make right now, we're making them uh, so um, reactively. I think yes. that they can't, they can't see how it's going to impact the future. And, and that brings me back to this pandemic. So if we, when we started talking in this segment, we were talking about Um, this virtual meeting that you had and that these folks were able to actually come up with some pretty creative ideas. Um, But that was through the collaborative divorce process. 
Tell us a little bit about how, you know, that is. And as I talked about at the beginning of the show, it's it's a it's a dispute, alternative dispute resolution. Um, What I often say myself, having gone through the training, is it's something that kind of helps people to work together to come out as whole people versus the adversarial of what we might have known in the past. But how did that work? Tell us a little bit more about collaborative divorce and how did that work to help them get those new ideas and focus on the bigger, better picture for the future? Well, collaborative divorce is based on several tenets, one of which is no contested matters are taken to court. So that really shifts the tenor of the conversation. It's an interest-based negotiation, which speaks a lot to everybody's perspective, as, as we were speaking of before. It's a process where any information anybody needs to make a decision is provided, and it's a process that involves neutral professionals such as myself in the mental health role, and uh, another frequent neutral professional on a collaborative team would be a financial professional. And so um, having those interests, those perspectives, those goals at the center of the conversation really changes it from what all of our preconceived notions from TV and movies are about um, divorce. Yeah, that litigation. And I, I, a lot of the people I work with, they're like, I'm, I'm afraid I don't want to go to court. And I'm like, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. so I'm, I'm definitely an advocate of this, the collaborative process. But I hear in there where, where law has gone in this area is that interest-based negotiation. And so I'm, I'm just drawing this and tying it back to the pandemic that we're in, the, the posts that I've been seeing of people now, as we've just talked about, Sid, that these patterns, we're, we've got our patterns, we want it to stay the way, but now COVID's just messed everything up. Right. If we can come to it, those decisions, and be thinking, shifting our perspectives from an interest-based negotiation place, I mean, not to, not to mix, right? But that's kind right. of what we're saying, right? That we're, to go back to understand where they are, What's most yes. important for everyone involved? How's this going to affect the future outcome? Is am I getting it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the conversation I was referring to earlier. You know, they decided early on in the conversation, and they hadn't had this this discussion before. Um, was hey, if the kids are going to go back and forth between our homes, if either of us wants a shutdown, no contact with the outside world, we need to define that. And they did. And, you know, it may seem kind of obvious, but it was important for them to, to do that and and set that as a parameter early on in the in the discussion. Yeah, it it's um, early on very important. And so what we're talking about here, again, is still kind of the, the idea of that we can make choices throughout this process. We may not think that uh, as a part of the emotional upheaval. But once we get that into that kind of that thinking space, we can do that. And we, we, when we begin to shift our perspective and understand where the other parties are at, we can work together, as Sid said, we can work together to create an environment that is better for everyone involved. And, and that's really the key. That's really where we want you to come from as your best self. So hopefully these are some really important tips for you. When we come back into segment four, we are going to learn some more about collaborative divorce and we're going to get final thoughts from Sid Sharples, Austin, Texas. 
Stay with us. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through a divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. And back. Last segment always goes so fast. So enjoy uh, talking to Sid Sharples from Austin, Texas, psychotherapist there in Austin, and also works in the collaborative divorce facilitation area of family law. And we want to talk more about that. But Sid, first, we've been talking about the work that you do with clients, whether it be collaborative uh, divorce facilitation or in in your general practice. And uh, you've shared some really great things with the listeners as far as things they can do to kind of shift their perspective, work together to create a better outcome for their families as they go through this process. So I'm sure the listeners are going to want to uh, reach out to you. How would they contact you if they wanted to reach you? Well, I there I have a website, okay. sidsharples.com, which is S-Y-D-S-H-A-R-P as in Peter, L-E-S. Awesome. And then I also can be reached by phone. My number is 512 512- Two zero three six four nine five. Say that one more time for us. Five one two two zero three six four nine five. So this show goes everywhere, um, podcasted and so forth. So they could reach you and and just keep in mind, um, listeners, it's in the Austin area. So, um, so we've talked about collaborative divorce. We want to talk more about that. In fact, you were the president of the state association. Um, and I was. You, yeah. And I, I trained with some of the, as I talked about Julie and so forth. Um, it's a really, uh, I don't even know if I have the word to describe it, but I'm just so excited that this option is out there in family law. A lot of people, as we talked about before, you know, think it's this, adversarial gloves on type of thing that they see on TV. But in fact, collaborative uh, divorce is different. Matter of fact, I think the, the kind of the tagline is divorce differently. Is that Correct. right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so, right. So tell us a little yeah. bit more about collaborative divorce. Well, you know, divorce is such a devastating event for a family and whether that family includes children or not, it's, it's a devastating event. And the process of divorce can make that devastation greater. And what I like about the collaborative process is that it really minimizes the chance of greater devastation. Mm. It's a process that 
that ideally begins to build your foundation for your post-divorce family. And um, so I, I appreciate that. You know, why, why add insult to injury with a process that oh, makes exactly. a bad thing even worse? Right. And um, so, and with children especially, I mean, the greatest indicator of a child's, I'm going to say success, it's not the best word, but success in a divorce is how well their parents get along. And it doesn't mean that they're buddy-buddy friends, but they have a cordial, productive relationship, and the kids get a clear message that, you know, our, our parents are working together to watch our backs. And, um, and if, if kids know that, they're going to do a whole lot better in a divorce than if their parents are at each other's throats. And if the process is putting them more at each other's throats, well, that's not going to help the kids. I have seen that time and time again uh, throughout the years when the the parties are um, basically just, I mean, it's it, they're fighting over the kids. And I mean, yeah. I just, my heart breaks for the children. And so I love that this, um, and I love what you said there, minimizes the devastation of yeah. divorce. And, you know, if you don't know about collaborative divorce, um, friends out there, this is an alternative and it, it it's something that I want you to find out about. As a matter of fact, you can go to collaborativedivorcetexas.com and find out more about that. Um, so anything else on that that you want to share with us, Sid? Well, um, I've been working in the collaborative process for a long time. You have. You were one of the first in Austin or the first. I was. I was indeed. And um, it really, I've been so impressed over the years at the advancement of the model and the advancement of people's skills working in the model. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we first started, it was sort of, oh, we'll we'll take the easy cases and put them in collaborative. And now it's more, gosh, this is going to be a really hard case. Let's put them in, in the collaborative process if they're willing to go there because it's going to be a whole lot less ugly than it's going to be in court. And so um, I think, you know, it just, it, it, offer, it offers a really good opportunity for people to begin to reform their family and ideally discover a decision-making process that is going to serve them. Because if they have children, they're going to be making decisions for some time together. Yes, absolutely. Depending on the age, but at all times, really, with children. Um, I heard you say decision-making process. And in fact, there is a process that you actually go through in collaborative divorce, correct? Yes, we have a roadmap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice. So it's not just all over there. This lawyer said this, and then this person wants this. And so you're in the, you know, the boxing ring with the gloves on. There's an order to this. There is an order. And it's it, my role in the process, part of my role in the process is to make sure that we're we're sticking to that as much as possible. Now, of course, when you're talking about people's personal lives and very tender issues, you need to be flexible. And we are, I'd like to think. But, um, but the more we're able to stay within that structured roadmap, the smoother things tend to go. Well, you, in fact, kind of lead the process, correct? I do. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's my job to facilitate the meetings, and and the meetings 
most of the work in collaborative takes place in these meetings in which both attorneys and both members of the couple are present along with whatever uh, neutral participants are involved. And so there are still conversations that take place between lawyer and client offline where there's privilege, but in the meetings we're in the collaborative process and we're speaking as openly and honestly and respectfully as possible at all times. I love that your position and then the divorce financial analyst or that that um, position is referred to as neutral. I don't think a yes. lot of people think that the divorce process has anything neutral in it. I know, I know. And it's it's important for me to be perceived as neutral and for me to, to be neutral. And um, I, I try my very hardest to make sure that people perceive me and experience me as neutral and uh if if that's not the case, it can really, it can throw things off. <laughs> right, right. And so you have to come yeah. to it with that, that desire, that mindset and so forth. And, and that really leads the process. And, and I hope that people are hearing again, that this is an option, that there is a neutral looking out for everyone's best interest. Obviously, the attorneys are going to be looking forward to the best interests of um, their clients, but also these attorneys are trained, uh, highly trained in collaborative divorce as well. And and for the whole situation to work out the best, you want everyone, all attorneys involved in the process to be trained in collaborative divorce because it just, I mean, the word, the word right there, collaborative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a paradigm shift for the attorneys and some of them make it with more grace and ease than others. Um, and some don't want to make it, but if if an attorney is able to make that shift, it's really such a valuable skill for them to have. And uh, and it, it's it's interesting because for a therapist such as myself, that's kind of the perspective we come from. And and so for me to come in and say, okay, let's focus on what's important to everybody, and make sure that everybody hears that, and let's work with that. That's fairly reflexive. For an attorney, that's a big shift. That is a big shift. And I think it comes back to kind of tie everything up. We're talking about renewing, rebuilding. Uh, and in, even in the midst of this, um, the, the well, the trial of divorce, the not trial rather, but the crisis of divorce, but also right now in the, the pandemic, what we've talked a lot about is kind of understanding the other perspective. And this process of collaborative divorce can help that and so we've really been talking about those things that can help everyone minimize the devastation of divorce, even uh, in the midst of a of such a thing as coronavirus. And so, Sid, thanks for uh, being with us today. What um, just any final thoughts that you might have that you want to share with the listeners? Well, I'll share something that kind of surprised me. As a therapist, I have been resistant to working virtually, and currently that's that's what we're able to do and all we're able to do. And I have found that there's a lot to be said, and I see this maybe more with my divorce clients than with my clients who aren't necessarily going through a divorce. There's a lot to be said for having some tough conversations from the comfort of your home. Ah, I hadn't I thought about that. I found people to be much more relaxed yeah. and uh, open to to hearing and considering and thinking. So, well, that's definitely yeah. a new way of thinking, and that's what we're talking about, and that's what we're here to do. So, Sid, thanks for bringing us some new ways of thinking. Definitely 
appreciate that. Thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour or call me at 281-944-8043. Thank you for listening. I'm Christy Stratton. I look forward to being here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.